On the morning of Saturday, May 9th, 2020, Barry Morphew was at his job site working away with his bobcat. He had also been working with Morgan Gentile. She worked for Barry. Now, according to Morgan, she said Barry was acting strange that morning. And she said that she expected to work a full day, but Barry cut the work day short at 11 a.m. And he said he wanted to go make the wife happy, do some hiking or biking. But he didn't seem to spend much time with Suzanne that day, if at all. And he was busy doing other things that day. And there's some interesting plot twists that you can find at the end of this video. Now, the night before, according to the affidavit, several men were friended on Suzanne's Facebook page. And those who were friended found it odd. Did Barry know about these friend requests or was he behind it? And whatever was bothering him that morning with Morgan, did that stem from the night before? And remember, Suzanne and Barry's kids were off camping that weekend and that prior week, leaving the two home alone together. Now, that's something that Suzanne said in text that she didn't feel comfortable or safe. Now, during the morning at 10.50 a.m., Barry texted Suzanne, want to hike? And 45 minutes later, Suzanne texted back, want to meet to hike? 12 minutes later at 10.48, Barry says, no, I'll come home and Barry's bobcat stops at 11 a.m. Now something to ponder, how often did Suzanne and Barry go hiking together? Was this the first time that Barry actually asked Suzanne? And why did Barry change his mind? Was it because Suzanne took 45 minutes to respond and Barry was getting miffed and he already seemed to be off that morning? Now, Barry tells Morgan that he's gonna go and make the wife happy by doing some hiking and biking, right? He also made an odd comment to Morgan when he was with her that day. Check out the affidavit. It states, when questioned about the job sites on Saturday, May 9th, 2020, Morgan stated she recalled an odd comment made by Barry. Morgan explained after they completed the beach at the river house, she rode with Barry to the next site. Morgan stated she commented pigs could eat an entire human body in two hours. Barry commented that he would be able to bury a body and it would never be found. Now at 11.14 a.m., Suzanne's phone received a password reset message from Facebook. And this is the second one according to the affidavit. Now a minute later, at around 11.15, Barry heads home and arrives 12 minutes later. Here's where it gets interesting and weird. Barry doesn't stay long at the house. He arrived at 11.27, but by 11.42, Suzanne texts her lover, Jeff Liebler, and says, guess who's alone again? Barry tells the investigators that when he arrived home that day, Suzanne had lunch ready for him. Regarding the afternoon of Saturday, May 9th, Barry said when he arrived home, Suzanne had vegetable soup waiting for them, and they just kind of sat out in the sun. They sat out in the sun, talked, had a good day, and decided they were going to grill steaks out that evening. He said he was perfectly fine because there was no alcohol in her. And Barry had stated that since the girls were gone, that Suzanne had been dipping into the alcohol. He also described her as having drunk eyes when looking at her last known picture alive. And he said that her eye gets lazy when she drinks. Barry's actions were tracked that day and Barry took a little walk. Here's where he went. Barry headed east of the home through the forested area and the total time he meandered was around 40 minutes. He walked 0.26 of a mile. In the affidavit, it shows timestamps on the map 
At 11.52, he was a quarter of the way heading east. By 12.22 p.m., he was at the furthest east point. It took him a half hour to get there from the 11.52 mark, and it only took him nine minutes to get back home. Now, the authorities showed this map to Barry, and the affidavit says, Barry was shown Google Maps of his residence and his phone activity on Saturday, May 9th, when he arrived home between 11.30 and he left at 1.38 p.m. when shown location points that his truck may not have pulled into the driveway and he appeared to be coming up through the woods on foot to his house, Barry said he might have been looking at turkeys. (laughs) And Barry was shown a second map. Below of his movements from 11.52 a.m. and 12.31 p.m. when he appeared to head east of his property during the time he was supposedly having veggie soup with Suzanne. Barry said he was looking for a turkey that Blank had shot, which we know is Mallory, that's been publicly said before. Barry said he was looking for a turkey that Mallory had shot previously with a bow, but they had never found. Barry was shown a third map where it looked like he was on foot heading back to his truck before he left at 1.38 p.m. and called Suzanne at 1.47 p.m. and 1.49. Barry said it made sense that he did not talk to Suzanne much during that lunch hour as a reason for him calling her twice when he got to Highway 50. Now there's a discrepancy right there, right? He said he was chatting with Suzanne and had a great day eating veggie soup and planning steaks for dinner, yet then he changes it when the authorities show him the timestamps and the map and he's like, oh yeah, no, I was looking for a turkey. So why is Barry roaming around in the forest? Why is he not eating veggie soup like he said he was? And why is he lying to authorities? Also from what the affidavit says, Barry didn't park in the driveway. So I wonder if he was sneaking up on Suzanne. There's talk in the affidavit of that not being the first time that Barry did that either. He did that back in 2019 when Suzanne's friend Sheila was over. The affidavit says, Special Agent Grusing introduced the first page containing a photo of the surroundings of Barry's house entitled Sheila's Visit in 2019. When asked what was going on, Barry laughed and stated, And I told Suzanne this, and I don't know what she told Sheila, but I was in Arizona hunting, and I had been camping for seven days, smelled like crap, looked like crap. I thought they were out in town eating, and I just wanted to make sure they weren't in the house, and I just wanted to get in there and take a shower. And I looked, and it didn't seem like anybody was there. Just went back, and I went up on the hill, and I looked, and I didn't see anything. And they were in there, and I guess they called the Cushmans. And then Pete comes flying out with his pistol. Barry continued, I smelled like freaking crap and looked like crap, and he wanted to see if they were in the house. Special Agent Harris asked if Barry pulled his vehicle into the driveway, and he said, no, I pulled into um, uh, Betty's drive over here in the cul-de-sac as he pointed toward the top of the page. Special Agent Grusing asked why he parked away from his house and Barry said, just because I want to see if they were there. He said he could shower somewhere else if needed to, but I haven't seen my wife in seven days. I'm gonna shower. I didn't want Sheila to see me like this. That was all I was doing. Special Agent Grusing said agents were wondering if Barry suspected Suzanne was at the house with her lover. Barry replied, no, I knew Sheila was there. And when Grusing repeated, you knew Sheila was there, he said, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So Barry leaves the house at 1.38 p.m. after his little trek. 
and he picks up the phone. 10 minutes after he leaves, he messages Tim Backhoe at 1.46 p.m. asking, are you around to look at the backhoe? At 1.49 p.m., Barry gets a response, no, but you can drive by and have a look at 58 Jones Avenue. One minute later, 1.50 p.m., Barry says, okay, we will do. I'll call to discuss. Now, according to the affidavit, it says that they don't know if Barry drove by the lot and Barry never did phone. Here's what else is said in the affidavit. This person explained that the backhoe attachment could easily be used to dig a deep hole or trench in a very short amount of time. So by 1.51 p.m., Barry pulled into DSI with his bobcat and he goes there to go get his blade switched out to a new one. Now, I don't think Barry would have had time to go check out the bucket based on the time stamps given. He left the house at 1.38 p.m. and it takes 15 minutes to get to DSI. It would take another four minutes past DSI to go to Jones Avenue and then another four to come back, making it 25 minutes. But Barry arrives at DSI at 1.51 p.m., which is just under 15 minutes. But Barry does a mechanical thing to his bobcat as he tells reporter Lauren Scharf and said he forgot to tell authorities about that timeline. And it's interesting that he called it a mechanical thing and not his blade replaced. Why? It says, Barry says, it was only because I didn't know the time that I did something, a mechanical thing to my bobcat. I was confused and I just found out my wife was missing and I was a little bit not in my right mind when they were asking me these questions, but I did the best I could and I answered everything. So, so far, just on this day, we have Barry acting weird in the morning. He says he wants to spend time with his wife. He mentions he can bury someone and nobody ever finding them. He shows up at the house but doesn't park in the driveway and is wandering around in the forest. He leaves and he's now calling to find the backhoe and instead he's taking his bobcat to get the blade replaced. Let's see what else is about to happen. At 1.51 p.m., Barry calls Suzanne for two seconds and the affidavit says that this was the 10th out of 11 consecutive calls to Suzanne. And this is the same time he pulled into DSI to get his bobcat fixed. Now, the day of the fire I've spoke to previously, on May 4th, which is the Monday, Barry picked up the phone at 4.04 p.m. and called Suzanne on her phone for three seconds. And that was the first time he's called Suzanne since February. They typically texted, apparently. So, it was only three seconds, and that just happens to be the same time, that 4.04 p.m., that a passerby called in about the fire as well. Now, I'm curious, why three seconds? Is he trying to track her? What is it? And one of my viewers actually brought this up, which is a great question. Why three seconds? And he's doing this constantly. Another thing is, is it possible that he's doing that because if he, in his mind, if he's thinking, you know what, if she's talking to somebody, I'm going to interrupt and keeps interrupting. What do you think? Now at 2.03 p.m., 20 minutes later, Suzanne sends a photo to Jeff, her last known photo alive. And the towel that she had in the picture has never ever been found. Why is that? How can that towel be explained? Thoughts? So eight minutes later at 2.11, she messages Jeff, I'm on WA for WhatsApp. At 2.26, Barry texts Suzanne, done, headed, back. Five minutes later, Barry texts Suzanne, did you leave? Leave where? At 2.43, 
telematics show Barry's truck back at home and then Barry's phone goes into airplane mode. Jeff sent messages at 239, 246, 257 and Suzanne did not answer. Notable, the Bobcat info stops on May 9th before he gets back home. There's no other uh, document. I said this before, it's kind of weird. It just stops. It doesn't say that there's any stuff on Sunday or Saturday night or even anything. It just stops. It doesn't even say no more info available. It's weird. It does, however, go all the way back to the fourth. So let's look back at the map where he was walking because I want to show you a few more things. If I zoom out, you can see Monarch Spur RV campground to the right. This was mentioned by Barry when he brought up the triangle area way back in the beginning of the investigation. And if you look at the spot where he stopped on that Saturday, I'm wondering how easy he could take the bobcat in that area and if it's accessible to go to the road with it just to the north. And there's also what looks like to be a little bridge on the right. Now, here's a little plot twist that I was alluding to in the beginning. Look where a cadaver hit in the investigation. That's interesting, right? Wouldn't you think? And in one of my recent videos, I think it was my chitter chatter video, or maybe it was my fire video. I also talked about the brothel, and here's where that's located. And one more thing. Here's a total look at the triangle. And I want to point out something now very interesting. See where Barry Morphew's home is. And remember I laid out earlier in this video that walk? Well, right smack dab in the middle and south is where Barry set some cameras out. Why is that? And in Tyson Draper's video, Barry kept saying, we got this triangle handled, search and rescue, search that really well, you know, don't worry about that kind of thing. And one more thing, Barry insists on living in the area just west of his old house. He rented an Airbnb. So what was Barry doing at that lunch hour? Was he really looking for a turkey? And if so, why was that brought up months later in the investigation and not at the get-go? Only when the investigators brought up the evidence and the GPS did he talk about the turkey. And why is he saying one thing about sitting and having lunch with Suzanne and then changing his story? And what's up with the three second call? Why did he tell Morgan he was gonna spend time with his wife and then did it at all? And why is he making comments about burying a body? Is this indicating premeditation? Also, why ask Suzanne to go for a hike and then change your mind? Were you miffed that she didn't answer you back? right away? All these questions need answers. Check out my video here on the fire and you can check out the playlist below on both Suzanne and also Barry's theories. Check it out in the description box below. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Please like and don't forget to share. Thank you so much for watching. I'll see you soon. 2-11, she messes it, messes it. Now a dog's barking.